She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And today we have a testimonial from a guy named Daniel Reyes. And he, you're going to hear his real story. He's lost 120 pounds so far. He's losing about three to five pounds per week. He does have a little bit more to go. But we're going to talk about how he eats one meal a day, how he incorporates 24-hour and 48-hour fasts, and what we can do to get the mindset to be able to do exactly what he's doing. So, Daniel, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. So, let's talk a little bit about what your eating window is currently and kind of how you incorporate your you know, what got you going on doing the hundred losing so far the 120 pounds? Yeah. So, um, really it all started, uh, about four years ago, I had a pretty major health scare, um, ended up in the hospital for, uh, about a month, three weeks of which I was in an end of life room. And, um, after my ordeal, I was told, look, you really need to lose weight if you, if you want to keep living. And so I, you know, for four years, I tried everything I could think of. Uh, I tried traditional, you know, calorie restriction. I tried, I mean, you name it, I tried it, you know, uh, point systems, whatever, meal plans, but uh, nothing really seemed to work for me. And I was getting really, really frustrated and really sad because like I knew the outcome of what could happen if I didn't lose weight. And about a year ago, I really... um, I had heard about fasting, but it, it, it seemed a little extreme to me, but I, I, I delved into a little bit of the science behind it and, and I started doing it and it's been working and I love it. So give us a typical day. So what is the, the day in the life of you look like? Oh, um, you know, I, I get up uh, fairly early and then I go to the gym. Like the gym is the first thing I do every morning. And then, um, you know, I, I do stuff around the house. I work from home. So I, I do my work. And then um, basically a lot of it is just keeping busy because I find that like if I start thinking about food a lot, that's when it's tougher to, to stick to a fast. But if I'm, you know, doing things, hanging out with family, working, hanging out with friends, it's easier. You it, The time just flies. So do you have coffee in the morning? Do you have black coffee? Are you doing a clean fast or do you have like coffee with cream? What does that look like for you? Oh, I do have coffee. I, I have, um, I, I do cold brew coffee. Um, I'm really sensitive about hot liquids. So I burn my tongue way too easily, <laughs> but uh, so I do cold brew and that's usually a little bit less bitter. So I don't really need anything in it. Um, so I'll, I'll just, you know, I've, I've got my cold brew right now, actually. And um, yeah, just sip let's on that throughout the let's morning. See, let's see the cold brew. It's in a, in a mason jar. Okay. Yeah. So do you make it yourself or do you buy it? Uh, yeah, I make it myself. I, I found a kit online. It's really easy to make. You just let it steep in the water for 24 hours and it's done. Wow. Yeah. 
And and it really is good. I, you'll have to tell us, can you share that link with us so I can put it in the show notes? Yeah, I, th- I got it on Amazon. It was something called like Cold Brew Genie. Okay. It's, I think it was like not even 20 bucks and yeah, it's pretty great. And it is funny, like you said, that that makes a difference. And one of the things I'm so glad you pointed out mm-hmm. is that the cold brew does for whatever reason, you don't need the cream in it. So you yeah. can have it black and it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So what was the name on it again? Cold brew? Cold brew genie. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Hey guys, I'm so excited. My new book, One Meal and a Tasting is out now. And if you order the book on Amazon, just the regular paperback edition, if you go in and make a review, you will get the audio book for free. Send a copy of your receipt to questions at ChantelRayway.com and you'll get the audio book right away. Well, I have a few questions from listeners that have chimed in and I wanted to see if you, I'll give my opinion on them. Okay. And then you, we can give your opinion on what you think. Okay. Want to do that? Sure. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Perfect. All right. So <clears throat> this first question comes from a girl named Jennifer and I don't know what area she is, but she says, I am late to the game and I just started listening to your podcast. In episode number one or number two, you said you don't eat until your stomach growls. Then sometimes you'll wait even longer before you eat. What do you do if you suggest if your stomach is growling and you haven't gotten to your eating window yet? I'm still in the early days of fasting. I am. I don't know what that means, but I'm it says I'm in the early stages of fasting. Starting maybe intermittent? Time. Maybe just intermittent. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so I'll take a quick stab at it yeah, and then I'll let it. you answer. Um, so for me, it is really important for me to wait until my stomach is growling for me to eat. And so I just ate actually right before I started this episode it, where I am right now, it's Eastern time. So it was about one forty-five, like 10 mm-hmm. till two that I had a little bit of something to eat. So that's my favorite time to open up. My eating window is around two o'clock and my favorite way to eat is doing a meal and a tasting. So I'll have a lot of times I'll either have a meal at two o'clock. And then if I'm still hungry around five or six, I'll eat something as a little tasting. And then sometimes I just eat that one meal. So like I had a pretty big, um, meal around mm-hmm. 145. So I'm, I may not be hungry at all. So I might not eat dinner later on, but the reason why I love to wait until my stomach is growling is because that is my cue to know, Hey, I'm truly hungry right now. I'm not eating because it's two o'clock. I'm not eating because it's lunchtime. I know that my body is physically telling me I am hungry right now. So I love waiting for that growl. And so that is really important. And then she asked, she said, then sometimes you'll wait even longer before you eat. And yeah, that's when I'm wanting to lose weight that is when I start waiting, my stomach will growl. And then basically that's telling me when my stomach's growling, like it's depleted. I've used up. It's, it's what I love about your stomach growling. It's basically, you know how they have all these different kits out there. That's like test your ketones and test this and test that. And it's like, 
No, I already know my body is telling me without me getting any other advice, Chantel, you've depleted every bit of glycogen stores in your Mm -hmm. liver and in here, you're empty now. So why I like to wait is because then I know my body is then going after the fat in my body to get the storage. So that's why I like to wait a little bit longer after my stomach growls, because then I go, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, now my body's eating the fat for fuel right now. So that's why I like to wait. So I'll let you answer that question. Yeah, I, I think the the key thing in her her uh, question there was she's new at this too. Like she's just starting out. And when you're just starting out, fasting can be challenging and it can be a little bit rough. So I, I think there there is some importance to listening to your body, especially if, if you're starting to feel really hungry uh, before your fasting window ends. Um I would recommend maybe some sort of um, electrolyte mix. Try that first. See if that subsides it. If it doesn't, then, you know, if you're really struggling, yeah, maybe maybe break the window a little bit early. It would be my advice. Like if you're really, really struggling. But if not, if, you, if, if the electrolytes or maybe some salt, something can help, great. You, you, you've, you've fixed it. You put the Band-Aid on and you can keep going. Yep. All right. This next one is from Susan and she says, it's still working. I can't believe the fun I'm having. I'm watching the style videos and shopping and also getting rid of so much fat girl clutter. I'm at 40 pounds gone forever. And I still have another 40 pounds to go that I'd love to lose. But right now I'm a size large jean jacket, getting rid of my two XL. So this is my life one meal and a tasting. Yesterday, I was starving at 4 p.m. I had a bowl of homemade butternut squash soup, almost had a moment of beating myself up because I wanted to wait until 6 p.m., but I now know better. Um, So her kind of feeling is what, she says, thanks for changing my fat life, but her, her point is, what can she do to stop beating herself up? So she she said she was starving at four and she had it and she wanted to wait until six. Mm-hmm. So what is kind of the mindset that you put around that where you go, you know, you set a goal for yourself. Like she wanted to wait until six. She stopped at four. And now she's kind of in her mind beating herself up that she kind of waited only till four and, and, and not reached her goal of 6 p.m. What would you say to that? You know, I I would say she might be focused on the wrong thing. She's already lost 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. She's she's diligently progressed with this. And maybe there was just one moment it was a little too difficult, so she had to have the soup. That's okay. You're still going down the path. You know better than to turn that into like a cheap month, right? So she's doing it. Yeah, she missed two hours, but you can start again your your window as soon as you're done eating and so you gain back those hours and the new window so yeah and i think for her waiting until four o'clock to eat the first meal is great obviously she was starving so her stomach was growling so that's fantastic like there's no there's no reason to beat yourself up because you wanted to wait till 6 p.m but i also think the 
for me, if you really do want to wait and hit that goal of six o'clock, for me, the magic elixir, and I'm telling you right now is two things. One is I take like a teaspoon of pickle juice. Mm. Um, and then the second thing is I go for a walk. So it's like, if I really, really wanted to, I would grab a friend with me and be like, can you go for a walk at four? Like right now, like grab your neighbor, grab whoever. I have a coworker that I'm like, let's go talk about some stuff for work. Let's go for a quick walk. But that walk and maybe a tiny bit, because what happens sometimes is, the reason why you aren't able to take it to the next level is because of the electrolytes and that either a, an electrolyte mix or, um, you know, some pickle juice, it really kind of helps take you to the next level. And for me going for a walk, I could extend it another two hours. So that's kind of my tip for you, Susan in Tennessee, that you could, if you really wanted to try that as a trick to see if it works. But the second piece is it's fantastic. You're doing fantastic. You're already lost 40 pounds. I love that, you know, you've read the one meal and a tasting and that's really working for you. That's what really works for me. And so we're really proud of you and keep up the great work. So yeah. that's a great one. Um, let's uh, listen to this next one. It's from Julie Beard, and I'm not sure where she's from. It says, your podcast has helped me tremendously. I started intermittent fasting six weeks ago with 18.6. And when I have my first meal, I break the fast and I feel super bloated and uncomfortable. I have an avocado, hard-boiled egg, and an energy bite made with pe peanut butter, oats, honey, and flaxseed. Any suggestions on how to ease in after a fast so my system doesn't feel so shocked? What is a good way to eat after the fast? I have binge listened to your podcast and it has helped me stay motivated and inspired. I started intermittent fasting to break my sugar habit and lost a few pounds. I lost and gained the same three pounds the first three weeks, but man, do I feel so much better than mm -hmm. alone just that alone just kept me going. Now I've lost six pounds and I'll keep listening and stay inspired and know that I'm not alone in my journey. Thank you, Julie. So Julie, thank you so much for your question. And I will answer it first and then I will let you answer what you think. But for me, the one thing that makes me bloated is having oats. So like you said, you had an energy bite that was made with peanut butter, oats, honey, and flaxseed. Flaxseed is, can make you bloated as well. And the, the oats. So for me, you know, one of the things that really, really helps me not to be um, bloated is food combining. And so what I try to do is if I possibly can, I try to have protein with vegetables. And then if I'm going to have any kind of like carby kind of thing, I have that by itself. So for me, I would suggest an avocado is kind of considered, um, a medium food. So like I would try the very first thing is just have the hard boiled eggs mm -hmm. by itself and not have anything else, just have the hard boiled eggs. And I promise you, you will not feel bloated because eating foods by themselves, it doesn't cause bloating. So what's happening is that's one piece. The second piece is having any kind of 
um, like stomach, if, if you have low stomach acid and your body can't tie those things together. So having like an HCL with pepsin would be a really good idea for that. But I would just start with having, when you break your fast, start with just having one item, like the hard boiled egg, and then maybe adding the hard boiled egg with the avocado. But I would try to not have the, the oats, um, because that any kind of grain can be very bloating. So I would just try to remove that and try to make the majority of your foods where you're having vegetables and protein and non-starchy type things really helps me not to be bloated. So mm-hmm. I'll let you answer that. Yeah. Um, you know, where you're saying about, you know, one food at a time, that's great advice, but, um, you know, also part of the, what some of the research has shown with fasting is that it resets your gut. So maybe that bloating feeling could be that process working. So what I would suggest if somebody told me that maybe try drinking some, uh, some like bone broth, maybe an hour before you intend to eat just to help get your, your stomach ready to, 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 uh, receive food. Um, sometimes that helps, especially like when people do longer fasts, I I know that. And, um, that might work. Um, but for sure what what you were saying about staying away from grains, yeah, grains, uh, they puff up in the stomach and that can cause bloating issues for sure. So that's, that's something to watch out for. So obviously my first choice is for someone to fast and not eat anything. But if you are really struggling and you need another solution, I want to tell you about a product that I saw. And when I first saw it, I was like, what in the world? This makes no sense. You can't fast by eating a bar. But I do want you to know that a lot of people kind of get stuck and they need a little bit of a crutch. And we all know that fasting can be a huge challenge because you are A, hungry. You've got a dip in energy. You're going to get hangry at times. And so there is this bar. It's called the fast bar. It's the only bar scientifically formulated for intermittent fasting. It's non-GMO, gluten-free, you know, no soy, no dairy, all those good things. It's keto-friendly. You can use it if you're doing keto, if you're doing low-carb or plant-based or gluten-free, whatever you want to do, it works for. They've got a bunch of different flavors. My favorite is the blueberry acai. So the bars are available at Sprouts, at fastbar.com, and and at Amazon. And if you use the code WASTEAWAY, you'll get an additional 10% off the already discounted products at fastbar.com. All right, this next one, um, she's got a couple questions and they're kind of long, but um, she says, sorry, I don't feel comfortable giving my name due to sending this podcast to my sister and cousin who have recently began fasting. My middle name, Kay, and previously home of record, Kentucky. So I'm not going to say her true name. She tells me her true name. Okay. She says, I've been intermittent fasting for years now. I've tried so many plans and I will lose weight. And then I'll give myself an excuse to break my routine. And seemingly over a week, I'm back up 20 pounds. I have all the bad childhood habits, finishing everything on your plate, sit there until you do, falling asleep at the table, waking up to spankings because I'm still sitting there, not finishing the meal. I remember asking, can I just make my own plate as a kiddo? Well, now I am, and they're just as full as mom and dad made them. 
I know fasting works. I still overeat. And in recent years, I'm not going to go on. So she kind of yeah. goes on and on. But um, so she says, let's go to question one. Um, she says, is my plan crazy? Many times I've heard you say the best plan or window is the one that works for you. My plan after I met the goal weight is to eat every other day in a four hour window. Honestly, I love being in charge of my body. And when I go to the bathroom, what nights I want to play around with my hubby and not feel all shook up with my food in my belly, et cetera. So, (laughs) (laughs) so she said, my plan after I meet my goal weight is to eat every other day in a four hour window. So, all right, let's talk about that because that's one of the things that you are doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let you answer that about doing the every other day uh, Hmm. eating plan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds like she's making great progress. So that that's great. And she's got a plan. you know, one of the things that she mentioned in, in her story was uh, self-sabotage, right? That's something we we all, at least myself, I struggle with that, you know, and, and I know a lot of people do. Uh, one of the things I found that, that has helped me with that is, you know, they'll say, write your goals down, right? And, and that's great. But another thing to do is write your goals down and how you think you're going to feel when you reach them and why you're worth putting in the effort to do that. So it it gives that emotional connection to your goals and you're less likely to do self-sabotage. So that's the first thing I would tell her Uh, about eating every other day. um, You know, when you're used to fasting, it's surprisingly easy. So great. I, I think she can do it. Um, but I would, you know, just like you were saying, listen to your body too, though. If there's, if there's a time where you're struggling, you know, try those electrolyte mixes, try those, the salt, go from there and, and see what you need to do. Yeah. My suggestion for her is to read my book, the one meal in a tasting. And the reason is, is because I do love, I have a girl who lost uh, 30 pounds and all she, what she did was she ate 48 hours. Uh, she ate it like one, she ate two meals in a day and then 48 hours she fasted. So mm. she did, she kind of did like a 12 to six for 48 hours, then fasted for 48, then on 48, off 48 and lost a massive amount of weight in a month doing that. Mm. I've seen other people that have lost massive amounts of weight, just doing alternate day fasting where they don't eat one full day, then they eat maybe in a six hour or an eight hour window and just alternate. Right. So, you know, it's amazing how many different ways there are to not eat. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So, but here's my biggest thing. You know, the, the Bible says, put a knife to your throat if you're given into gluttony. Mm -hmm. And so whatever plan you decide to do, what, what I don't like is I don't want to get to the place where I'm so, so ravenous that now I'm just like eating so fast, which is so bad for you. Cause I already eat fast. We've talked about this before. Now I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm just eating so fast and not digesting my food. So that's why a meal and a tasting works so well for a lot of people because 
they can have that tasting calm themselves down and then have a meal later or have that meal and not feel like they have to eat so much because they know they have a tasting later. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so like today I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to eat anything else. So like right now I'm perfectly full. I'm perfectly satisfied. I ate exactly what I was craving. I ate exactly what I wanted. Now I'll make the decision later if I'm still hungry to eat it, not, but, but I'm also not feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't have like my eating windows done. I can't have anything that sometimes makes me want to eat more. So Mm -hmm. again, it really is one of those things where you have to ask yourself, okay, am I, am I going to end up overeating? Because that is one thing I don't want to do no matter what. I want to get myself to a place where I can eat, I can eat what I want, but I'm not going to overeat. And I think that's the question of what is the eating window you're going to be able to do without going completely nuts and going, I'm going to be so stuffed on Thanksgiving day full. Right, right. All right. The next question is, she says, I recently heard of, this is the same person Mm -hmm. question. uh, Question three, I recently heard a few of your podcasts talking about cryotherapy. Is that something that could help my cousin with every day moving around, taking her mind off the pain and allow her to focus on fasting every other day and a six hour eating window every other days when she builds up her confidence in fasting and her ability to go without three meals and a snacking. So for me, the the reason why I love doing cryotherapy and I have a plan where I go to restore cryotherapy mm-hmm. and it basically um, makes it where it just really helps the joints in your body. And it also burns a lot of calories. Mm -hmm. So for me, I love doing it. And I usually do it probably about four days a week, sometimes more, but cryotherapy can help with muscle pain. It helps with joint and muscle disorders, such as like arthritis. It also can promote any faster healing. Like if you have any kind of injury, like if you hurt your knee and stuff like that. So that's why I love it. And the other reason that I love it is they say that you burn around 500 calories doing the cryotherapy. And I'm not sure that that's true, but that's a lot of calories that get burned for standing there in a tube for three minutes. Um, and so they say that that's what it is. I definitely feel like it does burn some calories. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to stand there. I have all these other benefits, you know, and I feel like it really helps me. So I love doing it and it's kind of part of my weekly routine. So, okay. Do you have any comments on that one? You know, that's nothing I'm familiar with. I, I've okay. never tried cryotherapy. I mean, I've used an ice pack when I hurt my knee, but that's about it. So, yeah. yeah. So question four is, is there anything you would recommend to help her fasting plan? I recently told her about the life fasting app and I created a support circle for me, her and my sister, but anything else she said, my sister who is religiously religious randomly commented to me that she has made food an idol. And I told her that you had mentioned this in your early podcast. I am not religious, but I like your podcast and I like the idea of caring, loving support stories, but I don't see it in my life. 
I believe in karma mostly, and I put out as much good in the world as I can, and hopefully I can make a difference. So I will answer that one first. Um, You know, the Bible talks about making food an idol, and it talks about making anything in an idol. And what that really means is that it means that an idol is putting something ahead of God, right? So it's like, I'm basically saying like, and I'm hurting right now. And so my first reaction is going to go to the food. And so God says like, when we're hurting or when we're in pain, our first reaction should be, I'm going to run to him. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go to God for strength. I'm going to go to God for, um, peace. And, you know, I'm stressed right now. I want to have a brownie. And so instead, basically what you're saying is I'm going to run to the food instead. Or if you maybe have, or, you know, have a shopping addiction, right? Like when you're stressed or you're sad or you're hurting, you go to shopping. And so any of these things, drinking, alcohol, sex, would be considered an idol because you're saying yes to those things. And you're basically saying, no, God, I don't need you. And so, um, I love that there's a Psalm that says your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I'll praise you as long as I live lifting up my hands to you in prayer and you satisfy me more than the richest feast. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically saying, God, me coming to you instead of me running to the food, that is what's really going to satisfy me. Because at the end of the day, I love that one line. It says, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. If you think about it, the the best food that you could possibly imagine God can satisfy us more. And that's why he always wants us to seek him instead of chasing after all these other gods, like the God of food or the God of alcohol or the God of shopping or whatever it is that you want to run to. So Daniel, what would you say to that? Yeah. So, you know, just, just like anyone else who's struggled with their weight, you know, I, I also have enjoyed food too much, right? And so part of my journey through this has been not just the fasting, but with the fasting, changing my relationship with food, right? I've started to realize that because socially, culturally, almost every culture in the world, when something good happens, what do we do? We get together, we have a feast, we celebrate, right? So learning to change those kinds of thought processes and maybe different ways to reward yourself can help change that and in, in making food such a big idol in your life and finding new ways to to celebrate things, to, to go through, you know, emotional situations. So like if you're struggling and you're an emotional eater, so, you know, people do that like comfort food, right? We have that term. So find some other outlet for yourself to process and that'll help get you through that. Mm, I love it. I love it. 
Hey guys, I really want you to join our intermittent fasting and OMAD Facebook group. We're doing tons of giveaways right now for posting your before and after pictures and just for posting a question in there. We're giving away free protein shakes, some digest aid, all kinds of fun stuff. So please join our intermittent fasting and OMAD Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. All right. Now here's another one. This is from Karen from New Lenox, Illinois. Okay. She says, hi, what are your thoughts on sparkling water, AHA, bubbly LaCroix? It helps me get through the hours and curb my hunger, but I can't find out information on if it's good or not. So I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, uh, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask this because uh, I don't like this, just period. <laughs> so um it's my understanding that a lot of them are actually fine for fasting uh i i also kind of think though that like people make a lot of rules with fasting but honestly the the best fast is the fast you can stick with so if if you've got to drink coffee with a little bit of cream in it or something but you're still not eating that's that's great that's getting you on the road but um so I, I think these rules and the, and these, you know, these limits that people put on themselves might be a little bit rough, especially in the beginning. So if that's going to help you get started, great. Drink them. Yeah. So for, for me, I feel like, you know, seltzer water, you know, some of these, you know, there's a difference between seltzer water that has nothing in it at all. Right. right. And then some of these ones that are having seltzer water, but they have artificial sweeteners or they also have artificial flavors. So they might have zero calories, mm-hmm. but so my, my short answer is yes, it's okay to have some of these other ones. Um, but what happens is seltzer water with with some of these LaCroix and bubbly and the ones that have these different artificial flavors, they might make it more difficult because they can increase hunger or cravings in some people. And mm-hmm. so some of these things have, the, you know, one of the things you have to listen to, I have an episode kind of back and it, it talks about this uh, continuous blood, blood glucose monitor. And mm-hmm. so when you have those, you can see does my blood sugar go up at all when I have them, right? Because sometimes people say, like people who drink diet soda, right? It has zero calories, but people have tended to feel hungrier when they have that because it stimulates your like insulin in the sense that it still might raise your blood sugar a little bit. And so the only way to see if it really does is to do like one of those, you know, blood, continuous blood glucose monitors, see if it is. But I will tell you this, with that being said, I feel like people can get too caught up on those kind of things. And at the end of the day, if it's seltzer water, that's not going to be the end all be all that's keeping you from losing and getting to your goal weight, right? Like that, you know, let's say it maybe has really three calories or something, you know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. not what's going to keep you from reaching your goals. And so really focus on the major things, which really are able keeping you from, from reaching your goals, which 
if I had to say the number one thing that I see people doing that are keeping them from hitting their goals is when they are eating in their eating window, they are eating too fast and they're eating too much. So they're ending up when they actually are eating, they're just eating way too much food. And, you know, it's back to what we always say is like trying to get to the place where you're 80% full, not getting to the place where you're 120% full. So, right. Well, Daniel, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show, helping answering questions and sharing your story with others. So yeah, thanks for having me. Kind of meet you or find out more about you, tell them where they can find you and where they can follow you. And I want to make sure that you go into our Facebook group and maybe put a post about this and, um, you know, say that you are on there. And so people can kind of follow you a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I have a website um, and it's got all my social media tags on there. Uh, Fastingdice.com. It's a thing I'm developing. They're not out yet, but they're there. You can see a video about it. And uh, I even created a uh, fasting guide, just quick bullet points of how to help people, especially through some of the emotional trials of of weight loss. So that's there too for people. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us and you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. 